to another episode of Poor Baby. Say what's up, Colton. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. That is my main man, Colton Jones, on the ones, twos, and possibly threes. This is a special episode of the pod. Why is that? Because we are both a little stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. Although non-COVID related for me personally. How about you? I don't believe in it. You don't believe in so COVID? Yeah, so it's definitely... Yeah, I'm hanging on. You're A lot of the pussies started believing in it. I'm still on the... Uh, You're I'm on still the, on the 5G. I haven't even moved on to a better explanation. You think that 5G is what's causing all of our stuffiness? No. I think 5G is what's causing the fake uh, shit from two years ago. I'm confused. So wouldn't 5G be what's causing us to be sick in that case? In no, because we don't have it. You've got allergies. I'm getting over a regular cold. And all the fake stuff that didn't really happen was Which, caused by 5G. I, and I'm glad, Thank you. I'm glad you t- took a brow of silence so that the audience could hear me. Um, Look. Here's what I believe about COVID. This is not as bad as we all thought it was going to be. But it's still pretty bad. Yeah, I think it was pretty bad. Some people (laughs) lost their lives, Colton. I was doing a a character, and now i got to step in and say, wow. It is disrespectful. How is it disrespectful to be like, it wasn't, I mean, I don't know anybody that died of COVID. I don't know anybody that died. Do you know anybody? That in died? World War II. Do you know anybody that died of COVID? I uh, know, like, yeah, I think. Uh, How many? W- one degree of separation. Mm. Is your friend that knows this person work for the government? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. So yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I know. I most you of know my... somebody who works for the government, and they told you they know somebody who died of COVID. Did we switch? Did that? Is that what's true? I think just more of my. Is uh... that what I said true? No. How many people do you know that died of COVID? Listen, I had COVID. It was bad. It was really bad. I almost died. Yeah, I've had it more than once. You've had it more than once? Uh huh. <laughs> How many times have you had it? I'm not at liberty to say. No, I've had COVID two times. I've had kind it of, twice, Colton. Kind of an attention whore, no? I. Yeah. The first time. Did you get tested positive both times? Yeah. Off to a good start. Well, anyways, you've got allergies going on. I'm a little bit stuffy as well. But I still believe it's going to be a great episode, at least relatively. What do you think of the handkerchief? You think the handkerchief is gross? Yeah. You think it's just disgusting? I think there's a reason why we've kind of phased out. No. Oh. You want to hold it? No. (laughs) Here, I'll put it in my pocket. Is that worse? Gotta be, yeah. It's worse to put it in your pocket? I would think, yeah. Unless that's your designated handkerchief pocket. Why is the handkerchief gross? I'm going to say, why why do you think I would think it was gross? I know it's not to you, but if you had to... It is kind of gross. I don't carry one every day. I mean, you got to be saving some trees. Uh, Yeah, I am. Yeah, proud of you. How many germs do you think is in my mucus? You know, I've never counted germs individually. You know, it could be in the millions. I don't really know how germs are. It has to be, right? You almost makes you think you shouldn't be so hoity-toity about the handkerchief. You don't have. Because I don't even know how many germs are in it. (laughs) Yeah, there's at least one. At least a germ. Yeah. Yeah. There's germs literally everywhere. That is a good point. I'm just G- give me that hanky. I didn't realize there was already germs. There's germs on this microphone I'm holding. 
Yeah, there's all there's probably more germs on the microphone. I feel like there might be because the handkerchief gets washed and a lot of people touch microphones and don't wash them. But I know there's no active snot directly from your face one moment ago on the microphone. So in my mind, it's less gross. It's snot active? Yeah. All right, hang on. It's, I, I got to activate some snot real quick. So, yeah, a lot's been going on with me, man. It's been uh, an exciting week since I saw you last. Tell me about it. Well, I started therapy. How is that going? Uh, it's going, I think, how it's supposed to go so far. You cried? No, no serious breakthroughs yet. We haven't talked about mom and dad or anything. Uh, what did you guys talk about? We talked about me, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but I think just the act of, like... Going towards something that I know is good for me. And maybe it's in the placebo realm or something, but I feel pretty good. Good, man. Have you ever done therapy? Yeah. You seem like you might have. Yep. Yeah. What but does that mean? <laughs> just that I didn't expect you to be like... Is that, is that negative? Like, oh, you seem like you're fucked up and you need to go to therapy once? Uh, Yes, but only in a defensive way because you were like... Oh, therapy? Did you cry? You know? Well, I didn't act like that. It seemed like you did. Maybe I I'm... was like, therapy, good for you. Amazing. Maybe it's the allergies that are making you seem very judgmental. Oh, my God. Dude, you're pissing me off right now, honestly. All right. Well, what's <laughs> been going on with you, buddy? I have allergies. We're talking about your therapy. This is your episode today. Great. So keep talking about therapy. Well, I don't really want to go into specifics. Why but... not? See, that's that's why you're so unhappy because you can't just share. Like I am a worse, way worse person than you, but I just tell people all the bad stuff I do all the time uh -huh. and make it like a funny part of my character, so people see me as relatable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh well she diagnosed me moderate to severe depression oh i'm sure she did yeah suggested some medications she did yeah I'm, big uh, surprise i'm a little hesitant still at this point we're gonna revisit that the medication don't don't do it why have you ever taken medication yeah they put me on medication yeah they seem like they would i didn't need i don't need it what's wrong with my life What's wrong with my life? What's wrong with my life? Did I, did I say there was something wrong with your life? What's wrong with your life? You're going to kill yourself tomorrow? No. Yeah. Does life suck? I feel like my life doesn't suck, so it doesn't make sense that uh, I'm so sad about it all the time. That's exactly. why I reached out to a healthcare professional. You work out every day. Sure, yeah. Do you? No, not really. No. But yeah, I like to exercise. No. How often do you work out? Uh, you know, really, a few times a week. Don't don't make this all defensive and weird. Look, I just I they put me on some stuff on the first visit when I saw someone. It was a terrible healthcare experience. That was my experience. But if you find something that works for you, that's great. Moderate to severe depression. That's what she gave you. Yeah. You should get a second opinion. That's my big advice. And see if they give you the same thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because one time I went and saw this guy. I sat down. Told him about my life. He's like, what do you, just tell me about a day in your life. Told him about my life. He goes, oh, my God, you have severe bipolar disorder. We, you're, off, you're going off the rails. At no point did I say, I'm going to kill myself. At no point did I say, like, I'm about to lose my house. He put me on lithium and an SSRI 
double doses every day. And then my insurance company dropped him. And he told me to stay on this until you can get a different therapist. And then uh, my jaw started popping all the time. All of my mental health problems got worse and my liver failed. Well, I'm going to do lithium to prove you wrong. <laughs> to prove you're a weak-ass bitch. To prove my liver wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes they just want to sell stuff and just be aware of that. That's what I would say. Do I sound like a crazy-ass conspiracy theorist right now? No, not really. Yeah. You're being pretty straightforward about your experience. Yeah. And I feel like you're trying to uh, like I want mash to... my experience into a your experience mold. No, I guess what I'm saying is just like I want you to feel better, and I think that therapy, uh-huh. is, like talk therapy, is awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I would resist a script as long as you possibly can. That would be my advice. Yeah, I'm gonna remain uh, open about it. How open are you? What's your openness level? Do you feel nervous talking about this? Do you feel like people are going to judge you for having an opinion about it? I don't think so. I don't even have much of an opinion. Yeah, exactly. You seem nervous about it. Or you seem like I'm... I feel like you think I'm antagonizing you or something. Seems... Yeah, that is how I feel. No. Oh. I am the one who knocks. Sorry. Dude, they put all of Breaking Bad up on YouTube, right? Like in three second clips. It's just like, like a hundred percent of the episode broken into three, se- or I mean, just just the big the bullet one, the pops. And I'm just like, who's like? I'm sitting there thinking, who's on YouTube all the time, just watching Breaking Bad three minutes at a time. But then when I scroll by one, I'll be like, oh, that was awesome. I want to watch that real quick. I am the one who knocks. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I think. I'm going to rewatch it because I think I'm going to run out of Better Call Saul episodes. I haven't watched any of Better before Call the Saul. last season. Oh, it's just fucking brilliant. Dude. They released it after I walked away from the TV industry. Oh, I forgot. You don't really watch any series. No. I even really want to watch Moon Knight, but I haven't gone to watch it yet. Well, stick to your guns. On what? On not consuming television. I mean, yeah. And what, what am I going to learn from Moon Knight? You know, all my friends are like, oh, it's a great capturing of the character. It really brings out something we've never seen before or whatever. Or there's not enough action. There's not enough action. What are you learning? What's what's gaining? What are you gaining by watching cool action? Like, I, I get it. And I, it's just funny. So you only consume things that you feel like are I try to only consume edutainment, edutainment or straight educational. If something is only really trying to entertain me, uh it's like I will let myself do it, but I'm starting to as I get older hate it more and more. Like the whole idea of like just the Marvel stuff. I used to think it was so cool. And I was like, people who hate this are douchebags. <laughs> you know? Like, just enjoy something. But now I'm starting to be like... Like, I saw that theater that had like 70 showings of Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. And it's just like... I'm I'm in this weird place where I want to go watch Doctor Strange, but I think it's really weird and gross that Disney can just do that. And theaters are like, yeah. Wait, what did they just do? Monopolize the theater. They, like, all of that screen time could go to other movies. Yeah, no, that's true. That's what sucks about movie industry in general, especially stuff in the theaters. It's like you're just getting a more and more narrow. Right. Now there's the two extremes. There's 
Marvel movies, and then there's like real art house, super indie. What's the best movie you saw last year? Uh, last year's in within the last calendar year. Anyways, I recently saw uh, what was it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, I've been hearing about that, but I haven't watched it. Super dope. Like it's hard to even put your finger on the uh, kind of different genres that it skates between. But that would that would be my wreck. What um, what other movies has that actress been in? She's like been in a lot of stuff, but it's like mostly television, I guess, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, great. Huh? How do you you, you don't. You were feeling really good about last week's episode. I did like it, yeah. to start piano tickling at 10. C sharp is this. This is B. What's A? A? Uh, A was in this. This is A. Is it? No, this is. It goes A, F, G, F. A F B F B No G A F B F G F E J E F that goes Do you uh you have a recommendation for the Go to therapy. That's what Jesus wants you to do. That's what you were saying. So, so speaking of therapy and bipolar, <laughs> do you also hear stuff that's not there sometimes? I didn't hear anything that wasn't there. That's what you would say, I guess. Wow. Um, Cool. I know I'm losing it right now, dude. I need you to save me. This, <laughs> I told you guys it was a special episode. <laughs> this is one for the books. I feel like we got to start over. I feel like let's just move. What's the hymn? It's uh, Oh Holy Lord.
It's dark in here. <laughs> What's happening? I hear nothing. Not a thing. Oh, oh. I can't do it, dude. I just can't. I can't do it. Oh, holy Lord. Oh, good Lord. Please help me. Yeah, because it starts out like a regular hymn that we would normally, that we did in the first couple episodes. I'm stuck in here. This is a podcast. I can't, I just can't do it today, Steve. I'm trying my hardest. I can't remember how to play piano. I can't remember how to do comedy. I can't. My eyes hurt. I'm tired. I'm over caffeinated and also under caffeinated. Yeah, one cup at a time, you should have got just the right amount. I can't breathe through my nose. I can't. Oh, Lord. Oh, good Lord. Help me, this is a mistake. I'm stuck in here. In this podcast that I am not mentally well enough to do, I'm suffering. I'm suffering horribly. Steve, I want to try something. You're a great storyteller. I can't talk anymore. I want you to just regale us with a story, Steve. Tell me a story you've never told on air before. Story I never told, huh? I did Smells Like Jizz in here. That's my only good story. fit to print it goes good with synth improv well this is a lot better than a bad story would have been I can tell you that I mean I I'm tempted to get defensive and just be like, you tell me a story. Here. I will tell you a story. Here's a story. Sure, here's a fucking story. You want a story? Here, you're going to play piano for me during my story? Yeah. All right. When I was in middle school, I did popcorn reading. And I got suspended for two weeks for saying something racist to one of the other students. We were reading, and there was like, I remember at football practice earlier that week there had been a circle of us making a lot of racial jokes we were middle schoolers and we're in popcorn reading in class and they asked me to pick who's next and I picked and this one kid Parrish oh my god I really shouldn't have said his name keep that well you know what I don't mind saying his name because this story is a lot more embarrassing for me than it is for him keep playing sorry I didn't mean to hit you I'm sorry <laughs> I did slap Steve on the arm a little bit. I shouldn't have done that. You got to play. You told me you were going to play for this story. Welcome to a special last episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> it was just a little tap. It wasn't really a hit. And, you know, it makes it sound way worse. It was like a, hey, come on, buddy. You know, nudge, nudge. Can you play that? Here, try this one. Here, just go like this. And then go like this. Those are different, but it still works. 
If you play two any two white keys at the same time, they'll sound fine. Nuh-uh. As long as they're right not right next to each other. Look. So then what did Parrish do? Well, he was like raising his hand a bunch and asking me to pick him. Are you going to play? He's raising his hand a bunch and he's asking me to pick him. And I picked this kid, Brandon, out, Brandon instead. And Parrish goes, come on, man. Why didn't you pick me? And then, like, in front of the whole class, I was just kidding. But in front of the whole class, I said, because Brandon's white like I am. And then it turns out that the teacher of that class was half black. And I almost got expelled, but I only got suspended for two weeks. And that's the lowest moment of my life so far. I think that's the worst I've ever felt about myself was about the week after that happened. But I don't even want to make it about me because imagine how bad he felt. He didn't realize I was kidding. He got really offended. You know? Yeah. And I was trying to explain I was kidding. It's tough to explain deadpan humor to children. Well, it was like, I guess I was still mentally in the context of like, uh, I don't know. You know, it's easy to make excuses. Really, I was just a stupid kid with a lot of bad ideas and things that I thought were funny. What do you think of that story? You know, I think you've you've more than made up with it, made up for it, with your uh, your current stance of colorblindness. Colorblindness. Mm-hmm. I'm not colorblind. I I mean, come on, that you're you know I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There are different cultures on the earth. That's what makes you beautiful. Earth. That's what I would say to the earth. <laughs> I'm I'm the earth's one direction. That's what makes you beautiful. What do you think of that? It's because we're all different. I mean, I, I like my own culture. Cajun food. I was eating salmon earlier. That's true. With the skin still on. You know, at first I kind of thought it was my fault that this was going off the rails, but I actually feel like I've given you a lot here. And you yeah, know, you're like, really <laughs> you're really trying to get it back on track in the last 45 seconds or so. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of at a loss. <laughs> we have games we could go to. You want to play some games? Yeah, let's play some games. <laughs> What's wrong with you now? <laughs> uh, you want to do you want to do the cards? You want to do characters? <laughs> you want to do one of these games? I don't know how to play. We can do one of the cards. We can do some cards. You want to start? Yeah, I got a I got a card for you. It's one of these yellow ones. <laughs> Oh, this is an easy one. Dear Colton, which do you believe in the most? Okay. Ghosts or aliens? Um Okay. Are you asking if I believe aliens exist or if they've visited Earth? I'm gonna have to say visited Earth. Oh, the that other makes one it a lot too that makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah. Because otherwise it could just be like some mold on a planet we've never... Honestly, I know this is a cop-out, but I think in that case, I'm going to say I couldn't tell you which one I believe more. I think they're both about the same level of plausibility for me. You don't wholeheartedly believe in either? I don't think I really believe in either, but I've definitely seen enough stuff in my life that I'm not going to be like, you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Especially now, okay, well, I'll say aliens, because now, recently, in the last couple years, there's been some stuff that's come out that I'm like, 
That kind of seems like something that would have happened if they were trying to hide aliens. <laughs> like some of the leaks that have come out over the last couple of years. You believe in any of the big, like Roswell in the 50s or whatever it was? You believe in any that that? That stuff seemed more preposterous, but in the last couple, like some of the military documents that have become unclassified in the last couple of years have made all of that seem a lot more suspicious than it actually did to me before. Hmm. There's been like a lot of movement on that front. In the last few years. I'll accept it. It's the same thing with the JFK assassination, really. Like, Michael Reed has really changed my mind on the JFK assassination. To believe more that there's a big conspiracy behind it. I saw Tony Hinchcliffe uh, live not too long ago. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Anyway, I won't say it, I guess. Let me say this. Apparently, Elon Musk believes that the moon landing was fake. Because I follow <laughs> Tony Hinchcliffe was talking about hanging out with him, and he was like talking about the moon landing being faked. And then a couple of days later, Elon Musk tweeted a book about how the moon landing was faked. Uh, the cover of a book about how the moon landing was faked. So I think Elon Musk is about to start saying that the moon landing was faked, which just opens up the Pandora's box of because like what I all feel like be. that was like the level, like that was the the the. It's like. In in uh, there, have you ever heard of the Dalton line no. in football? The Dalton line. There's this guy Andy Dalton. He actually played for TCU. But the idea was in like pro football analysis, if your quarterback played better than Andy Dalton, he was good enough to start in the NFL and possibly get your team a win. But if he played any worse than Andy Dalton, you know what? Then like, the, uh, basically the idea here is that Andy Dalton was like. This is exactly wins on average. Like, this guy is going to get exactly out of your football team what everybody else would get you. He's like a stock, you know, That seems crazy, but that's hilarious. Okay. It's like not a super popular concept, but it's some writers I follow talk about it. I feel like the moon landing for a long time was the Dalton line of conspiracy. Of plausibility. Yeah, it's like... Come on, the moon landing's real. You know what I mean? If you're even talking about the moon landing, now you sound like real tinfoil hat. But it kind of—it's like one of those. I think of it as like one of those where you, if you don't want to offend people that might believe in other conspiracy theories, you say flat Earth, moon landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But Elon Musk has information and technology that nobody else has had in the human history before. And he seems to think it was faked. I would say I don't know when the next trip to the moon or how many trips around the orbit had been done before. But it would be weird to just fake the one. And then all the next ones. I mean, I guess the space race. I mean, I get it. But it's like they fake something that they were able to do like a year. So this is what. Musk has apparently said that it would be harder to land on Mars or it would be easier to land, fly to and land on Mars theoretically than it would be to the moon specifically because of how small the moon is. It doesn't have a gravitational pull. So it's like you're trying to catch a rock in space and then land yourself on it instead of flying into an atmosphere and getting carried down by gravity onto a planet because the moon is so small. So it doesn't really make sense that with limited technology, we were able to land on the moon a couple of times and then never again. And then we haven't been able to do it again. And now it's looking like we're not really like, even with awesome, the awesome rockets technology we have now, it's more of a logistical problem to land on the moon so it's like, how do we land on the moon with all that shitty equipment unless we just got extremely lucky and didn't realize it? But then... Didn't we plant a flag? Can we see that flag? I don't know. Or could they just torpedo a flag into the moon from far away? But also there was something about how, like, yeah, there's no gravity, but why is the flag so straight? Like, 
he's moving it around and shit. It's I shit. thought the thing was, why is it blowing in the wind if there's no atmosphere? I don't know. Well, you got me. Now I'm not so sure about anything. I just think... Um, I think the government lies a lot more than I used to want to believe. Yeah. Like, I used to think, like, come on, dude. <coughs> like... I even this is so ridiculous, but even like the first year that Trump is in office, if I was talking about the moon landing with somebody, I'd be like, "This is America, dude. They didn't fake the moon landing." Yeah, but now I'm like, "These fuckers will do anything." They'll do anything. It's kind of like I feel about people that are like telling people to get over racism. I'm not racist, so it's pretty much been stamped out and whatever. I'm like. You can't deny that this happened a generation or two ago, and yet you think it's possible that it's just gone away. Me and uh, I feel the same way about like the CIA. Yeah, the stuff that we know for a fact that the CIA has done. All of those people and their subordinates and every and that arm of the government—it's all still there. So to just be. To just dismiss that they could be doing the most fucked up shit would be ignorant. Well, and it's like, one thing I come to believe, and I believe this for a long time, is that they're just not competent enough to pull a lot of this stuff off. That I do, that is, uh, I think the the shit that Edward Snowden uncovered kind of put that excuse to rest for me a little bit. Like, competence... And also, like, that many fucking people can't keep a secret all at once. You know what I mean? Like, the amount of people that would have to be... And so, the Snowden leak is... Was that the... NSA. NSA. Yeah. And so, the NSA wasn't public knowledge before that? It was. No one knew that they were doing that level of surveillance on everyday citizens. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's a couple of excuses. Well, like, why a, would they want to know what I'm doing? I'm nobody. Why would they track my movements? It's like, I have well, a couple weird that. takes on that. I don't really care. That. At least if the government is tracking me, I own part of the government. We have shared interests. But people let private corporations track them so much more than the government does. Yeah. I understand that there was no consent, but also the whole idea of you having a private right to consent away from your government is kind of like an American idea. Like it's kind of a new idea. Yeah. Like privacy is like a new idea. That doesn't make it wrong. Um, it makes it less wrong. And if you think the government wouldn't share anything with those private companies well, or vice versa. That's a whole other problem. That's because our whole government is owned by private companies. So you think aliens then, huh? I don't necessarily think they're more likely than not, but it's like it's gotten closer and closer to like a 30-40% range over the last few years. Yeah. That I might believe it. My molder levels are going up. Wait, which one's which? Molder's the believer. <laughs> Scully's the skeptic. I was more of a Scully, but my molder levels have been rising. Well, you gotta have both. When's the last time you watched that series? I'm gonna say pretty much never. Really? It's like never actively, it? yeah. I think my brother's a big fan. Oh, it's or really at least good. least was back in the day, yeah. It's um, kind of not that great. As far as holding up? I don't know. It's a little silly sometimes, but it's very good television. It's riveting, but it's a little silly sometimes. All right. Very Buffy the Vampire Slayer type silly. It's like yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, this is still a TV budget in the, in the 90s. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to do, you want to answer a card now? Sure. We're doing the yellow ones today. Yeah, the yellow Hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. No way, no way. Think you need a new one. Hey, you, you, 
Okay, Steve, here we go. Okay. You get one substance. You get to pick one substance. Okay. You get all the added benefits of it, but any negative side effect is immediately erased. What substance do you pick? I'm going to say booze. Alcohol is the choice. I think so. What else would there be? Well, you were going off about how good heroin must be last week, so I thought you might be like, I'll take heroin just for that once a week that I get to do heroin and nothing bad happens to me. Yeah, I think I was just talking about the addictive quality of it. I would like to be able to do heroin and then never be... I don't know. I don't have a place for heroin in my life. Right. But you would if it didn't do anything bad to you. Like, you could take it, feel the euphoric joy, and still, like, go about your day. Because it, it's not ruining your motor skills. Do people go about their day, though? Or do they just sit there and be on heroin? I've only experienced it right. through movies but again, and television. you're not experiencing any negative side effects from heroin so you you're fine you just feel the euphoria yeah i think i would take alcohol without the adverse physical effects of it yeah still a good one huh yeah it's pretty fucking good dude because especially you can like go win drinking challenges and make a lot of money and stuff yeah yeah i would go with weed just if it would stop fucking up my lungs (sighs) but i mean there's different ways to take it what do you mean? I mean, I know it's different, but you can eat weed. You can vaporize it. Vaporizers are worse than smoking. You could eat it. I quit. I want to quit. I've been saying that for a few weeks now, but I can't do it. Yeah, that's rough. I tried to quit. I made it about half a day. Not great. Yeah, I'm about a a week off of uh, alcohol. Oh, wow. And I think I want to stay. I think I want to stay here with you. You want to smoke? No. I can't. I fucking wish I could. That's been back in the day when I've been trying to cut down or quit or whatever. I'm like, if I could just smoke weed, I'd be less You've just never been able to smoke weed? Uh, When I was a kid, I smoked every day, but... uh, and I don't always have a bad time on it, but when I do, it's fucking real bad. It just gives you like a panic attack. Yeah, I feel like it makes maybe me literally fucking hate myself. I feel like after you do your therapy for a few months, you might stop struggling with that because it is a psychedelic. Psychedelics can do that, where if you're in a bad headspace, yeah, it will just take over your whole experience. Well, I've also been saying for a while, uh, you know, since I get because. I honestly think all these negative things that I think when I'm having a bad experience on it are not necessarily false. So I'm like, I'll just get in a better place in my life and who I am as a person, and then I'll start smoking again. But that's been like 20 years. Yeah. So it's probably not going to happen. I feel pretty good about my life. I'm a little lazy. I'm a little lazy. I don't think that's the worst thing to feel about yourself. Yeah. I need to, fi- I'm trying to fix it. Yeah. Cause that's something that you can work on. I am working on it. Yeah. I made a calendar for this week. It looks good. You like it? Yeah. Poor baby. All right. See? And you get to, I love lists. You get to check that off. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I actually have shows these nights too. And you know, when you make a list and cross stuff out or check it off, you get a big endorphin hit from that. Here, look. I'm going to go ahead and just cross poor baby off. I'll do a reaction to how it went today. Uh huh. And then. <laughs> you were able to draw a thumbs up really quickly. <laughs> and then I have a um, show on Friday night I need to add in here. I have plans this day. Do you want to give a shout out to that show? Oh, I won't. Yeah, fill your. No, uh, yeah. Out on, air. on Friday night, I uh, am performing at the uh, Rose City Comedy Club in Tyler, Texas. Um, if you guys want to come hang out and see the show, I will be busy 
after the show, but you can hang out at the show. <laughs> Don't tell them. What if they're only coming to hang out with you? Uh, yeah, I will be busy after the show, unfortunately. Sunday night, I have a show in Oklahoma City with J.J. Wood. Um, Matt McElhone, Andrew Deacon, and Miles Francis are all traveling up with me to be on that show. Um, so I'll be gone all day. So that's everybody in our uh, little group except for Stevie. Well, there's a lot of other people in that group. <laughs> and also, I didn't organize that. Fucking Matt did. So oh, That hurts even more. Why? I'm just kidding. Matt says that you and him are closer than you and I are. Isn't that preposterous? I love Matt, but aren't you guys old school friends? No, no, no. You and him are closer than you and I. Oh. Is that true? I mean, you guys are old school friends. What? We maybe see each other more often because we do this thing. No, you and Matt are old school friends? You didn't understand the question again. I am here. You and Matt uh are closer friends than you and I are friends. That's what Matt says. I mean, maybe before this. Yeah. But now that's over. We'll see how this goes. It's tied. Is it tied now? It's maybe tied. Matt and I have taken more shots together, which is one of the only ways I know how to make friends. So... (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you know, it's getting late today, Steve. I can't believe we killed this much airtime not saying anything of import. Now, as our listeners know, this is my favorite. It's mine, too. And, And also your favorite part of the podcast. Somehow separately, but it's your favorite and it's my favorite. I don't want to agree on anything. Then there's no dramatic tension. this episode right there as well what i don't want to agree on anything there's no dramatic tension i was gonna say dramatic tension but that also is the name of our 80s hair metal band (laughs) bum 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 i already missed all right well who wants to go first today uh i've got one right here okay um so you go ahead and bring me on okay guys welcome to the interview portion of the show where we get fucking serious and we really find out about some things that are going on in the community. Uh, this first guest is a dear friend of mine. I love him to death. Uh, he's a longtime listener, first-time caller. Everybody, give it up for Doomsday Prepper. Thanks for coming on the show, bud. Uh, I know you don't uh, usually make public appearances, so I really want to thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh so I kind of just want to ask you uh, about your your personal life. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty interested. What do you need to know exactly? Well, we were supposed to do this interview in your home. Oh, I wanted to I'm kinda... sure that you would like to see that. Yeah, I mean, I was curious. I wanted to check it out. I, uh, unfortunately, because of the circumstances in the world right now, and not sharing my address with anybody, anyone. Well, that's how I know you is that we're neighbors, so you wouldn't have had to put it on air or anything. I but cannot I, have any cameras or recording equipment inside of my house. And that's because why again? I Listen, there's going to be a lot of things that will come to light over the next few months. And hopefully is it you and soon? I can know what it's going to be that... Uh, you know, hopefully a lot of the stuff in that house I don't need. But if I do need it, I have it. And that's what matters. And I have a right to have it. Okay? Right. But if you do need it, it's going to be and in I'm the not next few necessarily months. necessarily that there's going to be anything in that house. You never know. I mean, you never know. From what I'm reading, from the things that I've seen going on in the world, I feel like it could happen, yes, in the next few months. Okay. Well, and I'm not saying you need your stuff or you don't. But if something does go down... And we live next door to each other. I'm just gonna mosey on over. You're uh, cool to your. Listen, listen, listen. You're cool, but yeah, me, my kids, uh, and my wife. I don't have enough for the kids. You and your wife, and you know, 
Listen, since it's my house. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll know. see how bad it gets. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what the news is, is like. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. All right. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Poor Baby. We are, of course, in our final section, uh, the uh, interview section of our program. Um, I'm super excited to bring on our... Uh, our uh, <laughs> I'm super excited to bring on our uh, guests today. They're an expert in our field, um, of course, and you don't see a lot of those. So please put it together for a teenage employee at a LIDS. <laughs> How you doing today, my friend? What's up, bro? Hey, man. Hey, you've been working hard lately, selling a lot of hats over at the Lids? Yeah, hey, dude, I've been working out lately, man. Yeah, Fucking, working out a yeah. lot? Check my abs out, dude. Dude, yep, <clears throat> you don't, I mean, sure. Yeah, dude. That's amazing. Are you taking any protein shakes or anything like that? Yeah, dude, I do a, I do a protein shake before my workout. I uh -huh. do a biodacillator. A biodacillator. Yeah, it fucking dazzles your abs, dude. Uh, I like to tan right after. Then I put a little bit of stripper glitter on these bad boys. And then wow. I show up at Lids, bro. That seems like a lot for a work shift at a mall. Yeah, you got to keep these fucking things shiny, dude. Are you even allowed to expose your abs to the guests? Try and fucking stop me, man. That... <laughs> you want to you wanna know what I think my personality is in a nutshell, dude? Well, I have to ask you. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Bro. I'm, actually, it's really inappropriate because you're not of age, so please stop showing me your abs. Oh, you're one of those guys that's not supposed to be around my school. No, I'm All right. fine. No, I got you, bro. I'm hey, fine, I didn't you, know I was tempting you, and you're I not appreciate tempting your struggle. Me, but it's just inappropriate. You're on camera right now. You're on a recording device. You're not. We're, I mean, it's, we design a lot of legal stuff to even get you in here since you're underage. So just try to be appropriate while you're here, okay? Yeah. Anyways, just don't get your phone out and point it towards me, or this this top's coming off. So um, at Lids. You sell a lot of hats. Now, I have to ask you, your favorite hat, what team is it for? I don't fucking know too much about the hats, dude. I do show up at Lids. They do pay me. Uh, but I'm mostly there to, like, holler at the bitches, dude. Do you wear any fucking... hats? Do you ever wear a hat? Yeah, I mean, I wear whichever hat from Lids I fucking take home. But I don't own Do you any take hats. home a hat every day? Yeah. And they know about that? 100% of these hats, dude. If they're seven inches and a quarter, have been on my head, and sometimes I put them right on top of my fucking abs, dude. You put them on your abs? Yeah, to where it looks like my abs are wearing a fucking flat bill. <laughs> well, all right. Please give it up for that guest. You're pretty good for not really knowing what Lids is about, huh? Lids sells hats. Yeah, but I feel like they're employees. Or not like hat fanatics. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That was I was very uncomfortable. I just adjusted my balls right in front oh, of Steve. Yep. You were curious if I was gonna talk about it on the podcast. Did you think I was gonna mention that I played with my own balls right in front of you? I think you just barely adjusted yourself right. Yeah, I really just grabbed it and moved it. Yeah. I'm not wearing any underwear right now. I feel now. like you tugged at the The inseam was getting get. right up in the sack, you know. Yeah. I was getting the people's elbow from the inseam, so yeah, I had to adjust things. You like the new mic covers? Dude, they're actually pretty great. Yeah. You can move around a little bit more, feel more comfortable. Have you noticed I've been moving around a little bit more? Uh, yeah. You seem more comfortable and, um, you know. So let me ask you a question. When you go do d your deliveries, do you put on pants or do you wear the shorts? Uh, yeah, I'll wear the shorts. Do people seem to mind? No, I look like every other fucking loser that works for these companies. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're like, yeah, you know, I deliver food or whatever, but I've got other stuff going on. I'm, this isn't my real career. <laughs> and then you go to a busy Chipotle and it's just you and all the other dashers. And it's like, oh, no. Do I belong in this group? Is this me? <laughs> and they're all just looking around going, dude, nice shorts, man. Great shorts. <laughs> Can you believe I, we're wearing this to work right now? I've never been able to wear athletic shorts in public or sweatpants. 
I mean, I feel stupid, but uh, you know. So why do you, you? Why not just wear pants? Who's gonna go to the gym right after this? Were you dashing all morning? No, I've been mostly cleaning. So you don't really work on Monday that much. No, I pretty much. Uh, that's my kind of my day to get stuff done. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would maybe go out this evening, but I have plans. What are your plans? I can't super talk about it. I can tease it, but I've got something big coming down the pipeline for all the Steve Gamble comedy fans out oh, there. Oh, wow. Put it together so, for Steve, everybody. Yeah, He's filming a that. Netflix special this okay. tonight. Wow. Can you edit that? <laughs> Is that true? I'm just going to talk to somebody about a thing. About a big, exciting thing coming down the pipeline for old Steve. I'm really proud of you. Oh, you you deserve it. You work hard. Yeah. At door dashing. You could write more. I'm just kidding. No, you're absolutely right. I feel that way about myself. I'm struggling with it. Let's both do something to start writing more together. We can be, it's like going to the gym together. We can be accountable for it. Okay. Do you feel good about that? Sure. And then we'll check back on it in a week and we'll see how it went. So let's try to do... I've been doing the free writing already. How about this? Um, well, we, we haven't been doing the beat building bit. I don't know. Yeah. Do you I have feel, an idea? No, I don't... I don't come up with one even vague idea a week. And uh, I've been trying to do that every week. I have a bunch of recordings from last night I'm going to listen to today and try to write down everything I think I can work. Yeah, I need to get, like, there's been so many things that, like, I wanted real bad to, like, be a bit, and I couldn't get them to work, and it just, it doesn't hurt to, like, throw a joke away if it doesn't work, you know what I mean? But, like, something that you think is, like, a uh, concept that can really build around and, like, make it a thing, and then you try it every which way and you throw it away, it hurts my feelings, but I need to get over that. You know I've got what I mean? something I'm working on right now, and it's... I just keep working it, um, and it's getting a little funnier every time, but um, I don't I don't know about if I'm ever going to be able to really use it, and I'm investing a lot of time into trying to write it. Well, that's just part of it, I guess, but I think another thing is like, at our level, not to like make excuses or anything, but you got to like come with the fucking funny. You know what I mean? You can't have so they don't. You don't get as much like grace and leeway as you maybe could at a certain level. Does that make sense? Yes. You don't want to be too outside the box, too absurd, too abstract, or maybe you should. And then the right on audiences will fucking. I mean, I am trying to be less abstract. And more relaxed and less staged. And uh, I think I'm going to start trying to get some acting work again. I think it'll help my stand-up be more separated from mine. Sure, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because right now, I feel like I'm pretty staged when I do. Like, I feel comfortable. When I feel comfortable messing around, I'm always funnier. But Uh then for some reason, anytime I get a paid gig, I feel like, that goes away. Yeah, well, that, I think that's human nature, but it, yeah, it definitely makes sense. But I just feel like people really respond when I'm improving, so I really want to access it more. Yeah, you'll get there. Where these, you know, you'll still get bigger and bigger opportunities that you'll get nervous for, and maybe you'll slide back into that thing. But you know, you'll get to where. Every paid gig, every weekend, every whatever is just like the norm to you. And then you'll be like how you are when you're loosey-goosey improv in those situations. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we really didn't. Um, we tried to do the, the hymn today. We don't have to do one every week, I guess. But it didn't work at all. It was nothing. It was Nothing. You gotta turn it off and then back on. I didn't really want to play it. I knew it was gonna do that. Oh. I was just making you laugh. You got me. 
Oh, I don't know, Steve. I was doing um, I was doing a karaoke once with Michael at a place in Louisville, and uh, this guy went up on the stage. Have I already told this story on the podcast? Uh. Uh-uh. This guy went up on stage, and it was a white guy, and a Biggie Smalls song started playing. And so we're out, we're out in fucking Louisville, like kind of this dive bar, and this guy is like, got the vibe to him a little bit. So I, I turned to uh, Michael and I said, I'll bet you $5 that this guy uh, says the N-word. <laughs> or I said, I bet you $5 this guy doesn't say the N-word. That's what I said. I bet you $5 this guy doesn't say the N-word. And Mike goes, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll take that. So we shake on it and the guy does the song and he skips the N-word when he gets to it. And I was like, that's awesome. What is it? If you don't know, now you know. I don't remember what it, what it, I remember specifically. It was notorious. It was one of my favorite rappers. So he goes out there. So then the next guy goes up there, and he did a pretty good job. And he skipped a word. And, you know, he just like didn't do that line, and then he hopped back in on the next uh-huh. line. Um. And then the next guy that goes up there is black. And so I turned to Michael and I said, "Okay, I bet you five dollars this guy does say the N word." <laughs> and he's like, bet, uh, like, okay, yeah. And so we shake on it. And so then he starts singing Pat Benatar's We Belong, which doesn't have the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I should have waited. That, uh, 